Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. Oh, welcome to it. You are listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I'm excited for tonight's show because, well, exciting things will happen. Joining me in the studio at this moment, Mr. Seth Spotlow. How are you? Woo. How you doing, man? You doing good? Yes. Yeah, give me that woo with a little more force. Woo. There it is. Okay. <laughs> and then we have Eric. What's going on? Ah, oh, not much, man. Just... Cruising through the day, cruising through the week. I've been waiting for this day for like a week and a half. Yes. For those who don't know, Eric is a man very good with his hands, especially when it comes to woodworking. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's why Emily. And I was, uh, yes, that may be why Emily is so in love with you, sir. All the things that I've built her. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I mean, you built her a new desk in her her, uh, new office. It's nice. And you, did you paint it yourself, yeah. dude? Yeah. It's just so good. Mm. And I held some of your handiwork in my hands. <laughs> yeah. How'd it um, feel? It felt good. Yeah, I agree. It felt really, really good. It's really smooth. It has yeah. weight to it. Smooth. Yes. Oh, the weight. It's... it's mm, mm, makes me feel like a man. If you were in the middle of the ocean in a boat, that was what you would want. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Not, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably want something else in, in the middle of the ocean in a boat. But if you had that, it would help. But I wasn't thinking of, like, getting away or transporting myself across the water. I'm just, <laughs> Right. I'd want to be stranded. But my mind is going to weird places. Uh, but without further ado, I want to bring in the guest of honor for this evening, gentlemen. All right. Woo. Oh, he requested this song personally. Ladies and gentlemen, you might know him as Clay. Back in high school, maybe his basketball days, you might have known him as the Hammer! As the Hammer. Over the last few years on these talk radio airwaves, you might know him as 84. But now I have gotten to know him by his new name. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Southern Wood. Good evening, gentlemen. (laughs) Southern Wood, how you doing tonight? Wait, here's where I throw the fireworks up in the air. It's coming. Just wait. Right here. Oh, wow. Holy <laughs> a pyro show, a pyrotechnic show for a radio show. I like this. We, we'll get hey, cameras hey, in here. There, you know. there are very... I wish the cameras were in here where they could see me right now. Yeah. I mean, all just nothing but just jorts, bare-chested... Yeah, is that a white Vaseline all over me. I mean, I'm shining and shimmering. Muscles just bulging from you every look- port of... Every part of my body. You look good in baby oil. Hey, I'm telling you. You look vascular. <laughs> I learned from the best. It's butter. Woo! 
So, I mean, no, you look like you tonight. You've got a little bit of stubble going on. I am me. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've got the jorts going. Right? You, can't, you can't help it. Once you see it, forever. Right. This is the image that comes to mind when you're 84. <laughs> the short sleeve button-up work shirt is unbuttoned. You have on a white tee underneath there. That's right. Undershirt. Well, my wife calls it a wife beater, but we've had this discussion, no. and apparently it's not because it's, it's not ribbed. It's not ribbed. The, hey, look, you and know it has what? Sleeves. I'll, yeah, I'll, sleeves. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Thank you. So thank you for giving me that. Don't forget the chain. And the chain around the his chain, neck. The chain. That, I mean... How long... The chain makes it. How far uh, back does the chain go? I mean, that's mid-80s. Yeah. I mean, when'd you start wearing that? Uh, d- 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 uh, it's been about at least six, eight months ago. Randall Davis gave say, me this oh. chain. Oh. Oh. He took it off his neck and gave me that, the chain. The one only Randall. Okay. Uh, and so awesome. this, I wear it in honor of Randall. Randall's my boy now. That's I, awesome. I like Randall. That's my boy. Now, you have taught me an, a valuable lesson, to be real serious here. Uh, a real valuable lesson. And yes, of course, I'll turn down your headphones. Thank you. Uh, um, you have really brought it home to me. I've thought of this before, but you brought it home that the most important thing in life, we were having this discussion earlier this week, like, mm-hmm. if you're going to be kind of obsessed with something, addicted to something, it could be booze, it could be sex, it could be drugs, it could be making money, or it could be celebrity and fame and all these different things people get caught up in. But you said that the one thing that will make your life meaningful is relationships. Exactly. 100%. And that, of course, means family. And you've shared uh, your lovely wife with us on these airwaves. Uh, Rowena, as we might call her, but Lauren. <laughs> hey, Lauren. a little bit funny, but yes, yeah, she, no, she, she was on the show one night. <laughs> yes, she was on the show one night. Don't know Mind that I necessarily me. shared her with everybody at the radio station. Yeah, well, she revealed a little bit about you because you know I've I've learned this about you. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know that we should ever have her back on. Well, the you ramble. Again. Yeah, you ramble <laughs> and you try to you know make sure that you get your stories in before you answer a damn question. Well, as long as long long as that's as far as she goes and does not, you know, get into any more of my sure. private life, Okay, well, you know, that's fine, but I, right. you keep her yeah. talking. Says the guy who comes on these airways and go, Joey, married sex is the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that show. I mean, how many shows have we done together off the top of my head? We've probably, it's in the double digits at this point. The show's not even a year old. It'll be a year September the 11th, which I guess oh. is next Thursday? Mm-hmm. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah, because my, my birthday's the Tuesday, 12th. The, so, and okay? that's on Wednesday. So next, I, we'll I, have I know. to do some big one-year blowout or Woo! something. But, uh, you know, we've done dozens of shows together, I would say, uh, at this yeah. point. At least, because I mean, I even I remember uh, coming and doing your show when they first let you start on Saturday. On Saturday, yeah, with the one-hour shows exactly on Saturday, and I knew you once was, a week. You were calling in before then, and you've been calling in now for five, six years now. Yeah, something like that. I'm interested in this. What made you pick up the phone one day, uh, Jenny Johnston? Yeah, yeah. And how did y'all, why, how did she make you pick up the phone? We were, <clears throat> it's actually, do you, do you want me to just spill the beans yes. and tell everybody where 84, 84 comes yes, from? Yes, it's time to bury 84. Okay. All right. We're fixing to bury it right now mm-hmm. on your show. Exactly. Of all shows. I've, I've always been a connoisseur of 
talk radio. I grew up, uh, we were fortunate enough that a lot of our tractors were air-conditioned cab tractors, and we had radio, and I got tired of listening to music as a young boy. Yeah. At Coleman's age. Right. You know, 11, 12, and it's like you hear the same, you know, 12 songs every, you know, two hours. It's like, eh. You're done with it. And I started searching around and listening and found the Rush Limbaugh's and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, all the different talk radios, and I got interested in that, and I always enjoyed it. In sports talk, I like that. Right. <clears throat> a little bit from here to there. And uh, so I, I, I got kind of caught on listening because I stay in my truck a lot during the day. That I mean, there's a lot of travel time from service call to service call, and, and I got... Anyhow, I got hooked on talk radio. Yeah. And I enjoyed having the conversation because when you're driving by yourself, it's like having somebody sitting beside you. It's like having a friend beside exactly. you. Exactly. And you get to know the people and the regular callers and this and that. Well, I was always just frightened to death to call in. Hmm. And I met Jenny Johnston at uh, the... Uh, ben Carson, right? The Ben Carson book signing out at Books A Million. And and what happened was, is there was there was such a demand for people that were going to get books and get get their books signed that you pre-bought your books, and then when you pre-bought your book, you got a number so that when Ben Carson got there, you just got in line at that number. Right. And Jenny Johnston happened to be there. Mm-hmm. Well, my number was eighty-four. That was where we went in line, my wife and I, and because she she loved Ben Carson, she voted for Ben Carson, right? And Jenny was eighty seven, okay. And I heard her voice behind me, and I turned around and I, and I just started you just having conversation. Hey, Jenny, uh, I said I hear you on the radio all the time, you know, and and we got to talking, and she said, please, please, please call. And if you know Jenny, she's very persuasive. She is beautiful. Oh yes. man, she is. Jenny's great. I, and I and I have gotten to know her. She's actually married to a good quasi cousin of mine. Yeah, he's I a mean, great guy too. And uh, yeah, Rad's. He's and, well. And, I don't know if I would say Rad's a great guy, but <laughs> he's Rad. He's consistent. <laughs> he's Rad. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can say about it. But uh, but anyhow, I said okay, Jenny. I said I promise I'll call tomorrow. And say that I saw you and, and, and say something on the radio. She said, please call, please call. And I said, well, I said, so you won't forget, because, I mean, Clay. How are you going to remember Clay? There's a lot of Clay. Well, when you meet, like, you know, 25 people at a huge event, I said, when I call in, I'll use the number 84, because everybody was walking around. What number are you? I'm 107. You know, I'm, I'm 117. I'm... 36 and and we were getting in line i said i said well when i call in tomorrow i'll just say that i'm 84 and that way you'll remember who i am when i call and i call the next day you were producing right jenny was here and she was like oh yeah i remember you and so that's where 84 comes there's no great he it's the stupidest thing I love it. You love, love it. it. You, I, I think it's kind of lame. It. It, it, it's extremely lame. It's terrible. It. Well, so doesn't but that's matter. Where, that's where it came. That's from. what I want to know because I've wandered for so long. Well, I, and then the service call thing you're talking about. I do the same thing. I drive alone, so I'm all by myself all the time. Yep. I'm nuts. 
I don't need to do that. Silence sucks, you know. This so is I why people listen to talk radio. Yeah. So I, and I used to listen to uh, the other station, you know, all the time. The other one, you know, downstairs and like. Uh, the, the gum? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah, you listen to music. Yeah, all the time. And yeah. then it's just one day I was like, eh. And somehow I found it, and I just <clears throat> never turned it off. It, yeah. Right, because and I really think, especially like you, now formerly the artist known as 84, you, <laughs> I, I look you and... Are you putting me on Prince level, man? You are, too. You are, you... 84 is a symbol, yeah, not a number. It really is. I mean, you. <laughs> we've got to come up with a symbol now. It's, well, it's, we have something for you, good sir. We have something for you because you didn't just call that one day. You called again and, and again, again and, and again. again. And my God, and again. <laughs> and then it went from calling to seeing your mug at some meetup. I think I was at Midtown Pizza Kitchen, right, or something like it, that, that. Now that's the now. Here's 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 another great story. The first time I met Joey, yeah, I think this may have even been before I had ever called a radio station. I saw Joey at Midtown Pizza one night. It was uh, uh, my second daughter, Sarah, and 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 I were at Midtown, and I heard this voice, this right. velvety voice, oh, it's so and I was wonderful. like. And I turned around, and this is when he looked like the picture downstairs. Oh, yeah, was, my baby okay. face was he even was, fatter. He was Joey glasses, Neutron. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the little quaffed hair. Yeah. And I, yeah, exactly. And I turned and looked at him. I said, I said, you're, you're the guy from the radio, Joey Clark from the radio station, aren't you? And he said, yes, I am. <laughs> and, and, I, and I told you, know, I listen, blah, blah, this, all the you know, regular stuff you hear all the time. And... Uh, when uh, I, I looked at him, and I was like, man, I thought you were going to be like six foot two, fat with glasses. <laughs> you don't look anything like that. <laughs> and so we got our pizza. We got back in the truck, and, and Sarah looked at me. She was like, Daddy, who was that? I said, that's the guy from the radio station I listened to. And Sarah said, man, he's really cute. Now she was like nine years old at the time. Oh, you! But but anyhow, it's like yeah. Well, Joey, he is cute. Well, and then from there, we've actually gotten to know each other. I've I've lost the dad bod since, grown out the hair, grown somewhat of a serviceable beard. Um, That pic earlier looked bad. Yeah. 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 Oh, and yeah. And then we've shared the airwaves, eighty-four, formerly known as eighty-four. For now, I'm going to call you Clay. That's We've fine. shared the airwaves, Clay. We've joked around. I've had you come in here and ask me all sorts of questions, whether my pet peeves, why do animals feel, how do animals feel emotions, and how is that different I, I, than I, I, There's no telling. There were so many crazy questions. No, we've had great conversations, even though we disagree, say, on the, the scriptures necessarily, yeah, and uh-huh. like the meaning of life. Well, we, we kind of agree on that, but like uh, the nature of God and these sort of questions mm-hmm. to arguing over fashion, whether or not you can wear a tie with a button-down no, no, collar, we're not, which we're you not, can. We are not getting back into that. Yeah, you and I, I, I thought about it. I've got a couple black little shirts with collars. Just wait. I'm going to do it wrong real right one day. Then, uh, you know, one day you came over to my apartment. We watched some wrestling, drank some beer, kind of 
watch the Auburn Mississippi State game. Exactly, and uh, and then we really bonded over uh, both of us with a, a big loss. Yeah, um, and shared some tears here on these airwaves, even though people can't see them. I'm sure they could hear it in our yeah. voices, and that brings me to tonight. You say that the meaning of life is really built around relationships, and I happen to agree. Most Especially definitely. what I've noticed happening in my own life the more I reach out to people, because I can be pretty closed off and a pretty cynical a-hole. Um, and you have become a... You know, we don't always hang out on the weekends. you got a family. I've got my hermit hole and my bachelor parties. But uh, we've become, I would say, pretty good friends. I feel like I'd call you up and talk to you about most anything. Sure. And so I want to start tonight, so humbly, the Joey Clark Radio Hour Hall of Fame. And I want the first inductee to be you. But I cannot induct you with a name like Clay. <laughs> You agree? Well, just don't call me Clyde. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my big. I had a customer last week. Clyde, come here. And it's written right here, right here, right here. Clyde, C L A Y, Clay. And you introduce yourself and say Clay. They say what? Clay. You tell them your name three times, and they say they call you Clyde. And then you're like, no, it's Clay. The fourth time. Just walk away, man. It's just a, just walk away. Well, and this is why Clay's a forgettable name. I can't put it into my Hall of Fame, it, no. especially not as the first person to be in the Joey Clark Radio Hour Hall of Fame. Can't have that happen. Right, we got to have so something much better than tonight. that. Okay. Oh wait. Uh oh. I forgot. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh. Uh huh. Now. If you're hearing that oh. smack, ladies and gentlemen, over the air, hold on, let me put on my phones. Um, that smacking sound is the sound of some pretty solid, heavy wood in my hands. <laughs> and it feels good. Get your hands feels, off me, Joey. It feels really good. I hold in my hands something that came up about two or three weeks ago, mm-hmm. wouldn't you say, Eric? Yep. Where we were talking about disciplining children. Yes. And how I found that it was a little... Uh, weird, not to discipline your own child, but, you know, like the coaches at school who right. would sign up to paddle somebody who gets out of line that's not their own child. And then this uh, joker called up, Clay, 84, formerly known as, and uh, he talked about how, you know, it is like you understood where I was coming from, where you don't want to discipline other people's kids, right? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Right. But if you're in my house... What if happens? you're on my property, yeah, you must abide by my rules. And so, I want to present Southern Wood with this paddle. That is your new name. It is a sign of our friendship. It is a sign of this group here that's turned into you know kind of the the crew, the mm-hmm. panel on many a night here on the radio hour. And you can see on one side of the paddle, which Eric fashioned with your own hands. Yes. Incredible handwork. Mm-hmm. It really is. And like it's it solid. It's got a nice loop so you can hook it to your jorts. And, you know, I was mm-hmm. testing it out. You're How did you know I was wearing jorts? You always, you wear, jorts. always wear jorts. <laughs> but just wear a sturdy belt. We don't want your jorts to fall off when you fasten this big old paddle because it is sizable. But on one side it says Southern Wood. 
And on the other side, it says, abides. <laughs> that is dynamite. <laughs> that is great. We'll post photos later, folks, on the, the Book of Faces <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> you um, did great, Eric. <laughs> so I want to give this to you as a sign of all these things we've been talking about, how much you mean to the show, to this community, to me personally. Um, <laughs> but actually, the more I hold this... I kind of like it. And now this isn't like you, it's not an initiation process mm-hmm. to get into the Hall of Fame, is it? How many licks does it take? Yeah, before you can be changed from clay and christened Southern Wood in the Joey Clark Radio Hour Hall of Fame, I think you need to assume the position. Uh, I second the notion. Yeah, I agree, Seth. Thank you for that second. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm not joking. Bend Why, over, Beyonce. Boy. How do you feel? Why do I not get a vote? Because you're the one who's the subject of this. All right. Well, <laughs> if that's the way it's got to be, All right. I'd be like... Uh, Wait, you're really going to do it? It was. Yeah, well, that's what Mr. Green used to do when you went to the principal's <laughs> office. He said, son, lean over and put your hands on the corner of the desk. So, All right, I mean, well, if it's got to be done, let's get it over with. All right. All right. Let's All do this right. thing. Yes. Oh, and they are going over there. Put it on the corner. Of the He's desk. grabbing his knees. Mr. Pink's going to uh-huh. get him. All right. He is bent over. All right. Come on. Come on. Oh, that was a, oh, a warm-up That's good. Mm. Come on. Come that's on. That's good. Come on. Let's do this. Okay. What is he? Oh. oh. Good. <laughs> Gosh, two. Joey. Oh. Two's the what magic is that number. What teaching you? <laughs> Can you sit? You're good to sit? I can sit side saddle. Kind of well, like this. Yeah. Just take a knee. So, because you were a good sport. Oh, man. You took a whooping. Yeah. And you've been a good friend now for years through uh, thick and thin. <clears throat> I present you, Clay Sharp, now Southern Wood, this paddle. Today, 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 <laughs> I consider myself the luckiest man, 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 on the face, face, face of the earth, 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 earth. Tell me how you feel right now, good sir. I, I, I don't know how to feel. I am, I am so humbled, and I'm just in awe. This actually is beautiful. I mean, it's just a beautiful piece of art. We love you, brother. He was born Robert Clay Sharp. A wee little man, the smallest of his family. But through the frozen tundra, he drove himself and became none other than Southern Wood. Welcome back, folks. No 
Are we feeling good tonight? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling real good tonight. I just, Not just, me. My butt cheeks hurt. Well, that's, you should feel proud. You got through it I like do. a champ. I feel proud and humbled with a sore rear end. You are now officially Chris and Southernwood here in the Julie Clark Radio Hour Hall of Fame. I just feel like everybody is having a great time. Everybody's feeling great. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Indeed we are. Indeed we are. Christy is going to kill you. No, that wasn't her. That wasn't her. That was somebody else. It was somebody else. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm just playing cool, man. That was somebody else. I grabbed that online somewhere. <laughs> Found that in a video somewhere. Uh, but no, I need to tell folks about the uh, the show brought to you this evening by Teresa at Four Healthy Pets. Oh, the pet store. Yeah, great place. I mean, pets are really a member of the family. I, Mr. Gimli, the red and fuzzy big booty Buddha, he's like a nephew to me. Helped raise that damn dog since he was a little pup. Uh, watched his nose turn from pink to black as he grew into his big old paws and from the beginning was like, we need to make sure he is taken care of right. And just like you treat yourself, and this is a big kick I've been on, it needs to be organic, it needs to be sourced correctly. You need to eat the right things in order to make sure your body and your health is in order. That's exactly what Teresa at Four Healthy Pets does for pets. I mean, when you go into the store, it's in the shopping center right, right next to Faulkner on the Atlanta Highway, that side of the road. When you go in, you'll meet some of the pets. Jethro, Mouse. Mouse him. happens to be a cat. That is awesome. And you'll see that she has taken the time to stock the store with high-quality products that will leave your pet healthy, leave your pet happy. I mean, leave your pet happy. There is so much in the store, and you really want somebody like Teresa, who's a local business owner, who's looking out for her own pets in the same way she'll look out for yours. And, you know, I know folks like a woman who took in a cat. The cat has thyroid disease now because for the first three years, somebody who owned it before was feeding the cat crap. And it developed this disease, which is now more expensive. It probably cut some years off the cat's life. It could have mm-hmm. been stopped by using high-quality products like at 4 Healthy Pets. So stop by 4 Healthy Pets on the Atlanta Highway or visit 4 Healthy Pets online for more information uh you cannot go wrong visiting teresa and she's a great person to know when i went by the store everybody who came on in it was like friends and family hour uh, everybody oh hey teresa oh you're back I, I know what you need more of that yes of course um and if you do have a cat there's some uh great catnip branded meowawana I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is it? What now, is now this? why did that catch your eye, Joey? I don't know why. I was like, <laughs> but no, it's it's great kind of fun marketed catnip. Great products all around. Uh, give Teresa at Four Healthy Pets a try. You will not be disappointed. And thank you for sponsoring the show, Teresa. Well, where do we go from? Oh, look at this. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phones. Look who's on the phone. Randall. Yeah, y'all having all this fun. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a jealous cat. I mean, I ain't got the spanking with a paddle and calling a at Southern Wood at the same time. I mean, right. one day, man, one day. Well, one but day, but man, the question man. is, the question and, is, and you never it, will, Randall. <laughs> the question is, Joy, was it still heading south when you were spanking it? Yes, yes. 
Yes. Good lord. <laughs> Good lord. I don't even know where to come back from that. Randall, watch your mouth. Oh, I don't even know how much got out there. But how... That is dirty. What, did he really just say... Oh my goodness. With a... And a... Yeah, he did. <laughs> wow, Randall, man, got him hit. No, he is jealous. He's very jealous. Now, there's a news story that I knew was going to be a news story today, but it's so stupid. So, so stupid. And anybody knows me, it's no surprise if I say I love listening and or watching the Joe Rogan podcast. It's one of the most mm -hmm. popular ones out there, so I'm in a big group. Uh, it's a very much a pretty basic bro thing to do, to watch Joe Rogan or listen to him. And he had on, I mean, earlier in the week he had on, the guy's been getting me fit, helping me work out DDP with the DDPY program. But he had on, last night, Elon Musk of SpaceX, Tesla. Mm -hmm. Brilliant guys trying to, and this is what they mostly talked about, uh, like how they're trying to eliminate traffic problems in Los Angeles. And the way Musk describes it is we have in workspaces and living spaces three-dimensional concepts where, okay, you can put multiple stories in a building. It's not just one floor. You can go sideways right. and up. It's three dimensions. But our transportation systems, for the most part, or two dimensions. Two dimensional. Yeah. Now some places have gone three dimensions by creating underground subways. Okay. Um, but what he wants to do is take that three dimensional idea to the fullest by digging a tunnel underneath Los Angeles to where, say, you're riding your car on the normal streets, you hop into this little pod. It's like a sled. It drops down into one of the tunnels, and you can go hundreds of miles an hour. Is that like that, those tube things that I've seen where you're like in a pod that's inside a of a that's tube the or is it something different? That's the Hyperloop. Okay. It's a similar technology, but yeah, kind of the same idea that how can we make transportation more efficient? So that's one of the conversations they had. They had a crazy mm. conversation about are we living in a simulation like the Matrix. It was a fun conversation. Joe Rogan was again having his mind blown like, whoa, I'm sitting here with Elon Musk. <laughs> Rogan shared this idea that like... I had a dream the other night, uh, Elon, where I, you know, there were like not just one Tesla, not the car, the inventor, the famous uh, Nikola Tesla. It wasn't just one Tesla in the world, but a million Teslas. I mean, what would that do if, that, if there were like a million Elon Musk? And he's like, I guess we progress faster. What, if, what did you do if there were a million Joe Rogans? He's like, yeah, there probably are already a million. But yeah, it's, it was kind of a fun, great conversation. Mm -hmm. And in particular, one point, and this is why Rogan's show is so cool, Musk kind of looked up, a, they got talking about uh, people that work with their hands, actual like handcrafted uh, things, like, much like the, the paddle you just received, but bladesmithing. They got talking about, and he looked. Joe said, "Yeah, up on the wall is an actual samurai sword done in the old folding style from the 1500s, from the 16th century. Mm -hmm. And you can look at it if you like, Elon. So Musk kind of took it down and took it out of the, out of the what is it, sheath, sheath and uh, was looking at it, kind of holding it up. Going, wow, this is amazing." And he gifted Joe Rogan a, a flamethrower, just kind of a stupid, fun little yes. thing. Um, and and then at one and they're drinking, they're just sipping, not crazy, not doing shots, but sipping on some good whiskey throughout the two and a half hour podcast. And I'm like, this is great to see a guy who's 
at the the top of the world and at the cutting edge of technology and business have a good time and just cut up a little bit and at one point Elon sees a little holder on the desk they're sitting at and goes, what's this? And Rogan's like, oh, I found that in Mexico. I thought it could hold joints. Uh, but it's not big enough, really, to hold a lot of joints. You could maybe fit one. And Rogan pulls in and grabs out a blunt. And Elon said, what is that, a cigar? He goes, no, it's uh, it's tobacco and marijuana. It's, uh, it's a, you know, I rolled it the other day. And, and mm-hmm. Rogan lights it up. And because and he does it all the time. It's a normal occurrence on the Joe Rogan program. They live in California. It's legal. When you're having a good time, having a normal conversation, well, one you're also broadcasting. Yeah, have a little fun, hang out, relax. Okay. And Elon kind of is looking at that, going, "I don't really ever smoke uh, weed." And he kind of grabbed the cigarillo, looked at it, hit it for a second. But when I, the way he let out the smoke, he didn't inhale. He really didn't. He hit it kind of like he hit a cigar. And he's like, "Hmm." Made a little funny face. Well, that's interesting. And handed it back to Joe. Okay. And right before Joe handed it to him, he's like, you sure you want to do this? Aren't stockholders going to get mad at you or something? Um, in my head, I went, that's going to be a news story tomorrow. And the media wrote it up just like that. And, you know, I get that Elon Musk has lately been going through all sorts of stuff with his company. He's had erratic behavior, so like tweeting out, I'm going to take the company private with a deal with Saudi Arabia. And so people and people are quitting, like the top accountants quitting, a PR representatives quitting Tesla. So, I mean, he's doing all sorts of stuff that's a little uh, weird. But the media reported this as though... He was this crazed, wild podcast. It's on the Drudge Report in the top left. It's saying, Musk gets high, stock goes low, wild podcast, living in simulation, Tesla execs exit, bonds implode. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just... That's just quite ridiculous there. Yeah, it's just over the top. At one point, they said it was a Yahoo report that he was wielding a, 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 a samurai sword wildly. It's like, no, he was looking at a historic sword and marveling at it like anybody would. Like, that is so cool. If there's an actual legit samurai sword in front of me, I'm checking that bad boy out. And just the way they... Oh, and he smoked pot. He barely... He barely smoked it. He barely <laughs> smoked it. He didn't... Like, he Bill Clinton. It. Yeah. He he lipped it, man. He just kind of... And, like, how you would smoke a cigar. You don't inhale a cigar. You just let no, the you smoke kind of fall out. And that's smoke exactly and what happened. But he did make this funny face. And you can see the photo right here where he's holding up the blunt and the smoke is coming up. And you can see he's kind of making that funny face. And the face he meant was made was like, well, that's interesting, whatever. The, but The screenshot they took makes it look like he's chiefing. Exactly. Like, he's just getting high. Like, real high. And he's probably th- thinking, man, this smells like skunk weed. <laughs> <laughs> what does that smell? Oh, that one probably did him in. <laughs> yeah, and it's just an example of how absurd the media can take. So, like, something I watched, and I knew they were going to spin it that way. I knew it was going to be, like, this controversial thing. But it's like, 
how if they can do that to Elon Musk, and you know he's high profile. He the, before he even hit the blunt, he knew what was coming. He got text, and he says it on the podcast. Oh, I'm getting texts about why would you smoke pot? And he said, I don't do it often because it doesn't make people productive. He actually said, this is why I don't do it hardly mm-hmm. ever. And to see the way people freaked out, number one, about the marijuana, about the cannabis. It's like, it's legal in California, folks. It's legal. And yet, there's still this mentality of, no wonder he was on a different planet talking about we're living in a simulation. He he got stoned. There's this mentality out there that I think is just stupid and unhealthy. Like, yeah. uh, there are definitely people who are stoners who can act idiotically and be couch locked. Sure, but, but, but it, it goes back to and you and you've said it many a times before. I mean, it, do, does do any of us not know an alcoholic? Right, they oh, can man. act stupid and do crazy things. Well, I'm using a legal drug. I mean, alcohol. We have to remember, alcohol is a drug. It is legal. I mean, well, in in that three fingers of whiskey he's smoking on, or whiskey he's drinking on the podcast, affected him more than that little puff on a blunt he took. I would think so. I don't know. It definitely mm-hmm. did. But I mean, I would think so. It definitely did. And so I just I I shook my Unless head. Unless that going, was some good ganja. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, See, but yeah. this is something like I watch Joe Rogan all the time. It's something I'm I'm very familiar with. Is my point. And it could be anything I, I might be very familiar with. Like imagine if the media did a story on me. I don't want it. Like, if a national media organization came in and said, we want to do a story on you because you said something stupid on air. You smacked a, one of your listeners on the butt with a paddle. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to take that interview. Because they would They could make that anything they want. Exactly. Yeah. So if they could take something that's pretty harmless, that I'm very familiar with, how many other stories are they doing this with? Probably every last one. Oh, I, yeah. Seth, to me, you're 100% right. You can't believe it. It's just a story. You know, and it's just, it's right. there to catch your eye. It's uh, like what, back in the day, what did like the tabloids with Batman in the cave or Bat Boy in the cave, you know? <laughs> now it's just like every one of them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, and, and, and I really, honest to goodness, I mean, not just to blow smoke, though, I, I think that is the importance of talk radio because now you've only got one hour sure. or not, but you can, you can do. Mm. You well, we're lobbying. We're <laughs> lobbying, brother. Keep lobbying, folks. But but you can take one topic and you can spend an entire hour on one topic. Yeah. And you know you've got what seven about fourteen minutes of breaks in there, so you yeah. forty six minutes or so. But you can spend that entire time discussing one topic instead of like on the news, it's a minute and thirty seconds every topic, and that's all you get. Joe Rogan. Two and a half hours, three hours. Minute and 30 seconds. That's all you get on news. That's crazy. But on talk radio, you can can spend an entire three-hour program going through it, dissecting it, and figuring out exactly well, what and happened. And that's the media. Get more I, information that way. That's the media I'm attracted to. It's why I like working in talk radio and like doing the style of show we do. Uh, but also, it's why I like certain podcasts, because you can sit and listen to people talk and be real and actually say something wrong and go, oh, whoops, I said something wrong there. I didn't, I I didn't mean that. I'm just right. talking here, guys. And like, mm-hmm. but Because that's how people are. And when we try to fashion our 
ideas about the world, especially something heated like politics, around a minute 30 news story or a little sound bite in the frickin' Senate office building when they're doing a hearing for a Supreme Court justice. And a terrible picture of him yeah, looking it, like a raging maniac exactly. because he all... all He's doing, you know, one of those numbers because he accidentally almost dropped his cup. And it's like, look at this raging maniac. Well, no. He dropped his cup of water. It's just That's what he's doing. And it it does us a disservice. With the technology we have now and the means of communicating with one another, we're still acting like freaking kids on the schoolyard. Mm -hmm. Like, I have this memory of the schoolyard. Like, I have a good friend of mine. It was his turn to bat. It was a plastic bat, you know, a little Nerf ball. And one of the other kids is like, no, it's my turn. And grabs the bat from him and starts beating him. And it, like, for some reason, that image is always stuck in my mind. Like, people like to think they grow up, they mature. But, you know, one of my favorite authors, right? You know, most men don't, you know, mature past the age of, like, nine or ten, and then they sprout beards and political opinions. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. A lot of what I see in the media is essentially somebody going, my turn, stealing the bat and beating mm-hmm. up the person. I hope I don't get fired. That's right. what they always say. Like, anybody good is like, I hope I don't get fired for saying this. But anyway. <laughs> right. And I think we're taking that mentality into this new world of quick, instant communication. And it's why I adore long-form conversations when people can actually be real. Um, it's what's guided my show and how I try to do this. I mean, you can be silly sometimes. You can put on things sometimes. But I mostly want to get to know people. And at the end of the day, it's what we were talking about very seriously is relationships. Right. And mm-hmm. it's kind of my goal. It's almost been a year doing this. And I think I've grown some. But it's my goal to continue to meet more people and then take like the relationships we built up and you know foster them even more. Keep them going. Yeah. Love yeah. you guys, man. It's been Love great. You guys. Yeah. Well, and we're going to be in your freaking wedding, Eric. Oh, yeah. man. Oh. I got. I like those uh, I like those tuxes you got us wearing. Mm-hmm. They're just suits. We're not doing tuxes. Well, it's, it's just, just it's, a suit? Well, yeah, it's just a suit. Yeah, they, it's they, a really they, clean looking suit, though. It's a sharp suit. With a they better not have button down collars on them. They don't. No. Exactly. Because, see, Eric, Eric's got good taste. And, and, he knows and what you're Don't be to worried. There's no bow tie either. No. I know how you feel about it's a bow bandanas. Ties. Ooh, it's like a large tie. Bandana is acceptable. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, bolo is acceptable. <laughs> Just not a bow tie. Bogo. We're not Brits. No, let's not go there. Oh, Come wait on. till you get to this wedding, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, ca- I can't wait. <laughs> We have pulled every British stereotype out. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? Oh, it does yeah. not surprise me with your bride to be. Now, I'm wondering, are we, because I just did the month of bachelor parties, and that month is done. I don't want to travel to another bachelor party for quite some time. But you're in town. Are we going to do some sort of bachelor party? We might get together and hang out, but I ain't, I'm, I'm too old for that. No, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, let's hang I mean, out. I'm going to the concert, man. The only thing is, oh, he, got, he scored some free oh, Metallica tickets. okay. Yeah. All right. Metallica's in. And Metallica's like a couple days before the wedding. Just okay. happened to be. Yeah. So. That's a good bachelor party. Yeah. I'm going to rock out and see Woo. Metallica. And, I mean, he saw his first good one that he actually yeah. had to stay through when we went and saw Perfect Circle, which yep. that was awesome. Okay. Now, Metallica, is. are they up there on, like, bands... 
currently active or long gone? What are like the bands on your list that you wish you could see? Me, yeah. Ooh, okay, uh, you, Mister Spotlight. I, man, I I've seen a lot of bands and a, a lot of my favorites. Man, uh, who do I want to? I don't know. I I think that's. Uh, I've seen just basically everybody. I would see Nine Inch Nails again uh, and the Metallica thing. I just happened to win tickets mm-hmm. and. Uh, so hey, let's go, man! And they're like on the top of the old guys you think might die are going to retire because they're getting old. <laughs> they you know? are. When you get old, your bands get old. Like Keith Richards. I mean, they're not not dead yet, but who knows? Right. You know? He's embalmed or something. <laughs> I mean, oh, how, how it's did, so weird. Still... Apparently, Mick Jagger is like a workout fiend. Like he he's always working out, but like Keith is, I don't know what he's doing. It doesn't matter. Just some people will live forever. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, well, I saw a, a great uh, meme where it's like two a cartoon where it's like two cavemen like sitting in the cave going, "We've got organic food, we've got a lot of clean water, we get plenty of exercise, and yet we're dying at 30. What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of these new age things. I, I really do agree with the organic. Like, it's changed my perspective. It's not just like how I feel. Like when I went off the rails at these bachelor parties and ate whatever I wanted, a lot of fried fu- uh, food, a lot of fried stuff, um, a lot of alcohol. I felt so bad. Like, and I think that's been a part of why I'm so tired this week. Like, I couldn't sleep. Then I got back on just, like, mostly meat and greens. Now I feel great. So I think there's something to it. I don't think it's a silver bullet. I still might, you know, get cancer. Who knows? It happens. Emily has done such a good job at getting me to eat vegetables. It's amazing. I like it's he ate some a lot, asparagus, a lot man. of stuff is just textural for me. I saw that post you made but, though. Yeah. yeah. No. Like That's true, man. He she grill anything. it or broil it or bake it's, it? It's she cooked it in a pan with a little bit of water mm. and then poured the water out and then cooked it with some butter and Ooh. garlic salt and parmesan. <laughs> I was, saw that and it looked so good, man. It was good. It Dude. Yeah. Butter makes everything better really though. It does. <laughs> You know See, what makes it something better? I mean, you can take a flip-flop and boil it in water and then cover it in butter. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, how do you... Garlic and salt. What is it? Like, oh, like in a lot of the lakes and ponds, like carp around here? Oh, yeah, terrible you know, to, you know how to cook a carp? I yeah, you, you take it and you put it on a cedar plank. And you yeah. throw it away. Scale it. Scale it, right. And, and then you, you put lemons on top of it. And butter, uh, right? Butter mm-hmm. and... Maybe some garlic and some herbs uh, of your choice. Uh, mint. French, French mint, yeah. garlic, mm-hmm. throw it on the grill, grill it for about 10 minutes, throw the carp away, and eat the cedar plank. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, they are garbage fish. That's yeah. exactly how you eat a carp. And they are, like, they're, they're the bottom, and then above that is catfish. Well, no, catfish no, is better. Yeah, uh, farm-raised catfish is delicious. Yeah, I mean, if you get something out of a pretty pond that's, I mean, blue, clean like pond. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see, the problem with pond fish around here. I heard this discussion the other day. The problem with pond fish around here is oftentimes or most times they're cattle. Oh yeah, that yeah, live yeah, and yeah. and cows do their business wherever they're standing, whether oh, they're no. in the pond drinking water or what have you. Say it as but a you sub. get you it's a pond has stagnant water. It's not moving. It's right. not clean water. So get them Simpsons you, fish with the four eyes. But you get you just get <laughs> no, it's not that bad, but it's just that the the fish they they pick up the the flavor of uh, the soil of that the they're cow in. Poop. 
that's why the uh, catfish farms are in West Alabama mm. because they've got that hard red clay and it's the all going downhill. and the well, it's not just that, but that clay is almost like having cement. It, it the minerals that come out of it are good, make the fish taste better, and the water's a lot clearer. And that's where the catfish farms is mm. in Dallas County, and you go that way. I mean, there's just hundreds and millions of thousands of fish over there because of the soil, the soil content. And the copper, mm. I think it's the copper content in the soil is what makes the fish taste right. Because they will, on, on the on the cat, y'all didn't know this? I thought I everybody know. did. Well, oh. you're explaining, I know, now, you're, no, now on, I know why there's all the cat no, farms that way. When you drive that way. No, it's look. it's so technical. I'm, I'm not making this up. Oh, I, they're right. everywhere that way. The, uh, I felt like a preacher. I have to no, say when going. I'm not telling the tale. But when <laughs> they'll, this is the truth. Oh, he gets mad at the crap that comes out of my mouth and you say that. But no, you know, preachers always do that. They, they say, what, now this is, this is a true story now. <laughs> well, I hope everything you're telling me is a true story there, brother. But no, they, they take the fish and they'll, they'll go out and they'll sign one out of the pond. And they'll take that fish and take it right into the building and they'll fillet it. Don't they don't put salt or anything on it? They throw it uh, in a pan. They cook it, mm. and a guy tastes it. And if it doesn't taste right, they'll wait until the the chemical level gets exactly perfect in the pond. And when that fish tastes exactly perfect, it's like an ice cream taster or a mayonnaise right. taster, anything like that. Yeah, the I'm guy with the golden taster. spoon. But no, seriously, they have those. And when they taste it, and they're like, it's perfect. Sane the pond. They pull all the fish out, and that's when the, the fish tastes good. That is awesome. I love learning neat little things from you. Mm, it tastes too much like sushi. That's why they call me Southern Wood. Keontae and Tom. Because I abide. <laughs> My rules abide. Well, it's good to have you rules. officially as Southern Wood. Uh, your turn, Seth. Get over oh. here. Hey. Hands on the desk. Assume the position. Hey. I got to be a part of this. Yeah, thank, thank you, folks you for listening. I am very honored yes. and humbled. Nice wood. I'll be back Monday, folks. Thank you. Hey.